Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Romans chapter 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward one another in Christ Jesus, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the people extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glorify in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there, after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I'm on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. 
For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessing, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. The God of peace be with you all. Amen. Reading verse 1 and 2. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. That's from the NIV. Now, verse 2 from the Passion Translation reads this way. Our goal must be to empower others to do what is right and good for them, and to bring them to spiritual maturity. Now, that is indeed our goal, to bring others to spiritual maturity. The kingdom of God is unlike any other kingdom or um, business, if you will, in the world. In a normal situation, we as human beings try to advance ourselves. But the kingdom of God is set up in such a way that if we please the king, we'll help others to advance in the kingdom. And so this kingdom advancement that we're seeking is not our own advancement, but the advancement of others, i.e. bringing someone from a place of immaturity into maturity, that spiritual immaturity into spiritual maturity. Therefore, our goal is always to serve others and to bring them to a place of doing what's right. Yes, we continue to do what's right ourselves, but to inspire others to do what's right in Christ, that is the uh, the higher goal, the greater sign of spiritual growth and maturity on our own part. Paul teaches that our unity is found in Jesus, verse 5 and uh, 6. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. So our unity, our acceptance of one another, is found in Christ, just as Christ accepted us into his body and into his family with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. We are to accept others into our spiritual family. We're to be giving, um, as Paul put it, one voice. We should speak with one voice or in one agreement that uh, the things of God will be accomplished in us, through us, and in the lives of others. And Paul imparts a couple of interesting apostolic blessings in this chapter. Now, I want to speak about this in general terms first. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the concept of biblical blessing, it is a, a an Old Testament concept and a New Testament concept. So blessing is much more than saying kind words. Blessing is part prophecy, part prayer, and part impartation. I won't say a third, a third, and a third, but a certain percentage of each. Prophecy, prayer, impartation. So when you bless, you are prophesying the will of God for that person. You are praying into the will of God for that person. And there's actually the spiritual dynamic of imparting the purposes of God into the person. 
And so Paul imparts spiritual blessing, apostolic blessing in this chapter in two places. In verse 13, he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if I say those words in faith, and if you receive those words in faith, it carries with it apostolic blessing and apostolic impartation. Once again, I'm going to speak the words, and you receive the words into your spirit. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a great blessing. Once again, he he blesses us, blesses the readers. In verse 33, may the God of peace be with you all. Amen. That is an excellent uh, blessing as well. In between verse 13 and verse 33, there are a number of other things I want to touch on. Paul affirms that God gave him the ministry to the Gentiles. In verse 15, I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. And so, friends, I am among those Gentiles who have become acceptable offerings to God by virtue of the fact I've been sanctified by the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus. And Paul's ministry in the first century continues today in the 21st century, as we're reading the words of Paul and I'm proclaiming them day after day. In verse 22, Paul reminded his readers in Rome that he intended to visit them. He said, this is why I've often been hindered from coming to you. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I've been longing for many years to visit you, I will come. And now, as we know, this was delayed a little while longer. Paul was indeed able to visit Rome, but only after having been incarcerated in Jerusalem and then taken to Rome in chains. In verse 30, Paul issues a prayer request. He says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. So Paul is soliciting personal prayer, and um, I would like to solicit your prayers from myself as well. But what did Paul ask Uh, his readers to pray. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea, he writes, and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will and in your company be refreshed. So this is an excellent uh, prayer request for Paul. For myself, yes, pray that I would be kept safe from unbelievers. Pray that the funds that are entrusted to me to be used for the believers, I would have uh, have wisdom for that. Pray that I might have joy in doing the will of God and that I might be able to refresh those I minister to. Just remember me and my family in prayer. Uh, we, like all, all families, have needs and personal trials and traumas and tragedies. We need the peace of God, and you need the peace of God. And so I speak that over you now, according to the words of Paul. May the God of peace be with you all. And then Paul's um, apostolic blessing in verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with the hope and power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that the listeners and my myself and my family would mature in Christ. Lord, that we would press on to spiritual maturity, that we would be among those who empower others to do what's right. Lord, help us to bring them into spiritual maturity. Lord, show us how to lift someone else up 
how to humble ourselves and lift someone else up, just as Christ has lifted us up. Lord, we accept those that you have called children of God, just as you accepted us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.